Hey everybody, this is Jamie Nunley, lead pastor of Victory Fellowship Church. Thanks for listening to the VFC Sermon Podcast. At the end of this episode, please take a moment to download our free VFC Thomasville app, where you can access all of our messages, sermon notes, announcements, and small group lessons. This app is the easiest way to keep up with everything going on here at VFC. So please enjoy the following sermon. We hope it encourages you in your walk with Jesus and helps you to belong, believe, and become. Enjoy. Isn't that awesome? Awesome. Y'all give praise to Jesus. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, I'm so excited to share with you guys about our, our trip to Pakistan. Um, it was an awesome trip. I, I want to, first of all, thank you for everyone um, that, that gave financially. I'll explain kind of uh, the dual purpose of the trip in just a moment. Um, and I also want to give a shout out to Dylan, uh, who is just an amazing travel partner. Uh, when, when one of us would get a little freaked out about the situations, the other one would start cracking jokes and, and calm us down. And then when we just needed to just pray in the spirit, and get wrecked by God's presence. We did that. It was just awesome. Um, he, he was awesome. Would y'all give Dylan a hand for, yeah. You know, when you're going to uh, the Middle East, a, a country that's ranked in the top, I believe, top three persecuted countries uh, for Christians, uh, not everyone volunteers immediately. Uh, and Dylan did. He was like, I want to go. I'm like, you're crazy. All right, come on, man. <laughs> so that's great. Um, so I'm going to try, I'm going to share a bunch of pictures and stuff like that with you from the trip, and I'm going to try to kind of share what the Lord showed me through all of this. And I've entitled this morning, Ability and Availability. We see all throughout Scripture, like there's this, there's this dichotomy of like people who are not very able, but yet God empowers them because they're simply available, um, it, one of the coolest things to me, if you look at the early church, is who God sends where when it comes to the, the early church. So think about this. Maybe you've never realized this. The person that God sent to the intellectual, well-educated Jewish people was an uneducated fisherman named Peter. That's opposite. Now here's the thing. He had a very educated person. His name was Paul. But who did he send the educated person to? The uneducated pagans. And so I'm sitting here thinking, all right, so, uh, you know, I'm, 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 you're trying to get people in leadership and going to motivate them to go move and, and do great things. Well, I'm going to choose the educated guy that grew up in the system to minister there. And then the uneducated, you know, Peter, he's a little rough around the edges. He still cusses every once in a while. Um, I'm going to send Peter to those people. <laughs> But God did the opposite. Why? Because he's more interested in availability than ability. If you don't know, a couple of years ago, I was contacted online by a pastor in Pakistan. Now, just so you know, I'm not going to use cities, and I'm not going to use a lot of names here, just because the second service, this will be going out. The podcast is going out now. Second service, this will be going out on the Internet. We want to protect the people. But, but I was contacted by a pastor in Pakistan, and he said, do you have any sermons that you could share with us? And I was like, whatever, we'll put a few sermons up on YouTube. Next thing I know, literally thousands of people had gotten saved. 
And, and I was like, whoa, what's going on? So we started supplying Bibles, and then we eventually, this year, the beginning of this year, launched uh, VFC in Pakistan. And I got to visit, and I'm going to show you pictures in just a moment. If you are here last week, you saw the little greeting that we gave everyone. Um, and so, so it's been amazing what's happened, but i got to be honest with you guys. This entire time, I have not felt like I was able I felt like I was along for the ride. All the last week while we were gone, I'm walking around there the whole time thinking, what am I doing here? You know, out of all the different fivefold ministry giftings, evangelism is the one I feel less confident in. You know, I grew up with my dad as an uber evangelist that will lead a tree to Jesus. And I'm like, dad's going to handle evangelism. You know, I'm going to move in the other giftings and, and that's cool with me. But God has this way of using you when you don't think you're usable, and in a way, you think you're not usable. As a matter of fact, check out this verse. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 26 through 29. It says, Remember, dear brothers and sisters, that few of you were wise in the world's eyes or powerful or wealthy when God called you. Instead, God chose the things the world considers foolish in order to shame those who think that they are wise. And he chose things that are powerless to shame those who are powerful. God chose things despised by the world, things counted as nothing at all, and used them to bring to nothing what the world considers important. As a result, no one can ever boast in the presence of God. Look, I'm going to show you some pretty incredible things in here just a little bit. I want to let you know we're boasting in Jesus. This whole thing has been his idea from the beginning. The only thing anyone here at BFC, including myself, has done is simply say yes when we felt like he said, uh, told us to say yes. That's it. I could not have dreamed this up. If I, if I had a dream and Jesus appeared to me and said, son, I am sending you to Pakistan, I'd be like, that was pizza, that was not the Lord. Right? If, I, if I tried to make ministry connections and, and tried to find, okay, who's, where's the most efficient way and effective way to, to do this, I, I would have no idea what to do. But God did this. We, we left uh, last Tuesday. We flew out of Atlanta, lay over in Istanbul, then we landed in Lahore. It was a really weird uh, process getting our visas, and we actually didn't have our visas until we got there. So that was a major prayer. Like, if we can just get in the country, that'd be awesome. Uh, it was this really awkward moment. I, I can tell you so many details and funny stories later on, but we, we got it. I did lose my luggage. I did not get my luggage back until about 12 hours before it was time to leave. So I borrowed, I got very acquainted with some of Dylan's uh, clothes. I went shopping in Pakistan. They're very small people, you need to understand. I'm trying on double XL shirts and they're not buttoning. I'm like, oh Lord Jesus. I'm like, I need an American store, Amer- Americano store. They didn't speak Spanish. So I, so I finally, we, I find a Dockers. Thank the Lord Jesus Christ for Dockers, right? I'm like, I'm just an XL in Dockers. I can do this. So bought some shirts, bought some pants, borrowed some stuff from Dylan. So we get there, you know, we're trying to get acclimated. They say, okay, first day tonight, you have an outdoor meeting. Um, walk on stage, and, and there's several hundred people in the car on the way there. I'm like, okay, Lord, what do I, I'm not an evangelist. God, what do I say to these people? What do I do? 
the, the, you see that Rachel there is in yellow. She's translating for me. And, and uh, they yell over there. I'm not a yeller, you know. Uh, I just kind of teach and occasionally get worked up. But, I mean, they're like, I sound like Hitler over there just yelling all the time. And I'm like, okay. So I'm trying to match that a little bit and trying to figure out what's going on. You can see a little bit there's some, um, they, they have these like flower lays that they put on you and you're taking pictures and it, you don't understand the language. So they're like, it's your turn, pastor. And I'm like, oh, okay. I don't, okay. Now do, you know, it's just, I was just so like out of my element and unsure and stuff. And the Lord had given me a really basic message about who Jesus was to share, and and then people respond. We said, if if I led them in a prayer, if you are responding to Jesus for the first time, I want you to stand. And people begin to stand. They begin to cry out to God. They begin to say, "I want to follow Jesus." My message was simple: Jesus is the clearest, most recent, and and the final revelation of who God is. If you want to know what God is like. You look at Jesus. Jesus is the radiance of the Father. You can't look at the sun. It'll hurt your eyes, but you can see the light that comes from it. And so the Father, in the same way, we can't see the Father, but we can see Jesus who comes from him. And he perfectly represents. For, uh, Corinthians 1.14, uh, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. If you want to know what God is like, you can know that you can go to heaven. You can know that he loves you because you can look at the life of Jesus. And they responded. And you see Dylan is praying for people here. We saw uh, lots of healings happen. Um, lots of different things happen. It was, it was just amazing. And it was, um, of the people that got saved, uh, between four and 500, I'm sorry, of the people who were there, between four and 500 gave their lives to Jesus that night. Uh, and it was amazing. It was awesome. The next morning, we got up and we went to the brick kilns. Uh, here's a quick little video uh, that I took uh, while we were at the brick kiln. Yeah, hello. So that's the man working, gathering clay to make bricks from. Those are the shovels they use. It's one of the pastor's sons, I believe. And that's the water that they use to make the mud with. There are cows everywhere, you guys. What's up? <laughs> so um, we met uh, with the children who live on site at the brick kiln. And Dylan was awesome. Uh, I'm out of little kid mode. I'm in teenager mode. And so Dylan starts playing Simon Says with them. That's what they're doing. Um, and uh, just had a blast. Got to love on them a little bit. Uh, we got to teach them. Uh, I just taught them about how Jesus was never too busy for children. And he's always listening to them. All they have to do is talk to him. Um, it was really cool. Um, and we got to pray for the people there as well. People who were struggling with... Um, um, you know, with physical illnesses, things like that. So we got to, to pray for the people at the Brick Kiln as well. Um, and then we got to tour the area. You can see um, up on the, um, the right-hand side, you go up, and uh, this is how they make bricks. There's coal. Actually, underneath where that man is walking is the fire. And so they were like, be careful where you step. And I was like, yes. <laughs> um, if you can see near his feet, they look like little landmines or something like that. They're actually little covers for holes where you stick the brick in there, and that's how it bakes. Uh, and then they, uh, you can see where they're loading them on the left-hand side. Um, that's the big smokestack where they're loading them uh, once they're finished being baked. And then there on the right is, is people making them. Um, they get up super early in the morning, and they start making. They're, they're supposed to make 1000 a day, uh, but they get paid around half a cent um, for, for each brick that they make. 
Um, and so many times they're upside down. They owe more than they even make because they have to pay rent as well for living there on site. So it was awesome going to the brick kiln. Uh, we got to give out Bibles to them as well. And so, uh, man, they had a lot of photographers, uh, the, the minister that we, that we went with. And so, like, we were always, like, posing. They're like, look here. We're like, okay, <laughs> you know. And so we're giving out Bibles in their native language. You see a couple of them there. And then here's a, a group picture of a lot of them. You see they had their, their Bibles uh, raised. And uh, when they get a Bible, they actually form a group of around five adults that share that one Bible uh, and they read the same passages, and they, it kind of forms a, a, a small group from that. Um, you know, their hunger for the Word, it's, uh, it's convicting. You know, we're so used to Scripture. It's easy. It's easily accessible for us. Um, but, yeah, they were really excited about that. And so um, that, was, that was the first brick kiln that we were at. We actually went to three of them. That night, um, we were escorted by armed guards with AK-47s um, to the next site. Um, people ask me, you know, did you feel safe? Um, spiritually, yes. Naturally, it depended on where we were. Um, there, there were very, uh, every, we, we would forget where we were and the type of ministry we were doing. And then all of a sudden there'd be something like a guy with an AK, uh, that would remind you, uh, that security was, was, was needed. Um, and so, yeah, we were being whisked down corridors and back alleys with, um, a security team. And, and then we came the second night, our second outdoor meeting is there it is. And you can see, um, I'm on stage there preaching and, the, the stage is lined with different pastors and people, and they do a really good job of mobilizing local pastors. John's disciple heart is not just salvation, but discipleship. Um, and so um, they do a really good job. Of, you know, the, the local pastors organize the events and all that. Um, and so I just preached again. I'm, I was kind of honing my message. It kind of hit my stride this night. First night was really awkward for me personally. I felt more comfortable this night. I was like, okay, I kind of know what's going on. They're going to put lays on me. <laughs> They're going to, I mean, I was getting used to the culture, you know, and, and all that kind of stuff. And I had clothes that I hadn't like slept in the night before, which is always comforting. Um, so here's a little, cl- uh, there's, that's my perspective sitting on the, on the uh, stage there before they had me come up. Um, you'll see, you probably can't see it, but on the walls behind, they have guard security on either side. Um, here's a quick video. Well, not, not yet. That's from the back. Um, <clears throat> the second open night. Uh, here's a video of, this is the worship. All right, y'all check this out. Whoop. Maybe that's, it's not playing. Okay, that's all right. Maybe it's in here later. That's a picture of us with the pastors, that, that our main connection over there. Um, they would translate for us and all that good stuff. Again, I'm smiling because I'm wearing American clothes. Um, so after that, we went to the orphanage, um, and the, um, th- they have an orphanage as well. These are children without parents, and um, um, we, we were able to pray for them. We were able to feed them food. It was cool. We got to actually serve the children, you know, actually dip the food out and give it to them, and just as a sign of, of just honoring them and praying over them. And, you know, sitting down is like a thing of honor over there. They, oh, please sit, and they want you to sit. And I'm like, no, nah, I'd rather not, but you sit anyway, right, because that's, that's just their, their way of honoring you. Um, and so we, we were able to pray over the kids. Um, and, and just, man, I'm telling you, we started, we were ready to say the blessing. 
Um, and those, those kids, they start closing their eyes and lifting their hands and just praying, going for it. I mean, they were going for it. They're being trained. World changers are being trained up there. There's, there's a lot of persecution. That's, I think someone had asked them a question. They're you know, answering or whatever. They lined up, and we were feeding them. Um, the, the Muslims in the community will dump their trash uh, over the fence in the orphanage just to let them know that they, don't, they aren't welcome and they don't like them. Um, a lot of the persecution there, there is killings. There are killings that happen. There is that kind of stuff. But overall, it's just a general, you're not welcome, we don't like you, persecution. If you own a business, it's really hard. Um, they find out that you're a Christian. They won't go there. Um, and so um, lots of everyday persecution. Uh, and then, of course, the, the big violent stuff as well. Um, as we were leaving the orphanage, um, maybe just a half mile from the orphanage, they pointed out a Taliban training center. That's just down where they're training for jihad. Um, and so we went ahead and we didn't stop. Um, we just kept going. <laughs> and it's just, okay, cool, Lord bless him at 55 miles an hour. Driving there, by the way, is insane. If you've ever been to another country, um, you, you know, driving over here, you know, someone gets within a foot of your car. You're like, hey, man, what are you doing? Ugh. Right? Over there, they're just like, what? I've got a good half an inch right now and I'm going. And there's, like, donkeys on the road, and there's, like, people just walking. It's, it's insane. I mean, you just kind of have to turn off that part of your brain, that self-preservation. You know, it's like, if I die, I die. I mean, that's really the, the mentality, you know, you have to have. Um, so that was the orphanage. That was super cool. Um, went back to another brick kiln. They thought it was hilarious asking us to make bricks because we were terrible at it. I mean, we were just awful. They just thought it was the funniest thing in the world. Um, so, yeah, I stink at that. Thank you, Lord. Um, we gave away, you saw in the video, we gave away, now this is from the money that Dylan raised. The, the church, the money that we raised at the church went through to, towards a huge crusade that, that you'll see pictures of in just a moment. Um, but the money that Dylan went to, raised, went to setting families free. They were able to set six families free. Um, they were able to, we were able to feed, uh, at, at three different feed people three different brick kilns there. And we were also able to buy a motorbike for one of the pastors at our church there in Pakistan so he can get to and from a lot easier. Um, that's all from the money that, that Dylan raised. That was really awesome. But here, these are bags of food. It's, it's much like our food pantry. It's, it's uh, food that you cook with. So um, this is a bag will last them about two weeks. Uh, it, it makes them not have to buy food from the brick kiln owners uh, that are going to overcharge them, and they owe already anyway. So it helps them get caught up on their payments. Um, and then the blankets, it's about to get cold over there. Um, their houses on the brick kiln site are what you would imagine, dirt floors, just basic walls. We saw one wall that was put together by dung. That was their mortar. Um, and, and then maybe curtains, you know, just... Um, covering the, the entrances to the different rooms, and a lot of them didn't have roofs. It was pretty crazy. Um, so this was the, you know, the food distribution that we did. Um, you can see um, just different families that we gave food to. Um, and then that's a, a big picture at one of the brick kilns of some of the different uh, things that we gave out. Um, they, were, they were super nice. Everyone was really nice. You know, when you, again, you, ask, you talk about safety. Um, we felt very safe there. At one point, one of the supervisors of the brick kiln came out, and he was like, you know, he had a, that look on his face. What are you, what are you guys doing here? Um, but, um, but overall, you know, it was just really great to pour into those, those people. 
So this is the village where our church is, um, and uh, John was telling us, um, now the, the whole area isn't this way, but the, they started, they showed a sermon I preached in like 2014 called um, Love's Balancing Act, which was about grace and truth, how they work together. Uh, you can't choose one over the other, you've got to have both, uh, which is a very appropriate sermon for, for a Muslim uh, community. And so the entire, the, the entire section of this whole town got saved. The entire, like, like they're all believers. And so that's why we launched the church. So that, that's the village there. You can see there's a tower in the back, a white tower. That's actually a, a mosque for the area. Um, but this is the, the, the entrance of the walkway to, to our church. And then um, that's inside. Um, they were in there worshiping, waiting on us, and uh, got to preach to them. Let's see if this video works. So that's pretty awesome. A serious tambourineage right there. That's great. Um, so, I mean, they're making do, right? I mean, they don't have fancy equipment or anything like that. But, man, their hearts, when they were worshiping, you just feel the presence of the Lord. They were excited. They were going for it. So I got to preach. I also got to do uh, impromptu baby dedication. Uh, they asked us right before. I'm like, yeah, I'll pray for your babies. Heck, yeah. Uh, so that was awesome. Got to do that. And then we got, I got to baptize uh, some of the newest believers. And so we went out into a rice field that was nearby. And, um, and this is the irrigation system for the rice field. So it's a well, and then it uh, just pumps the water there, and then you can see it goes out. And, and so we just hopped in, and that's the people walking through the rice field to get baptized. Um, and so a lot, of, a lot of them showed up to, to get baptized, and uh, there we are. We just, we just dunk them. It was awesome. It was really, really cool. And just like here in America, the kids tried to do cannonballs into the into the water you can see uh it was cool when we when we baptized them um we would uh um, baptize them and then pray for them to receive the baptism in the holy spirit afterwards um and it was cool we kept getting words of knowledge over you know don and i would look at each other we're like that person's an evangelist or this person's got a musical gifting it was really cool how how the lord would just kind of reveal all that Uh, that's the whole group um the to the um, to the right of me, the, how you're looking at it, um, in the white is John. To the right is Pastor Nassim, who's one of our pastors at, at VFC. There's two, Yusuf, who got the motorbike. He was gone that morning. Another pastor had called in sick. There's several. There are many churches as a whole network, and so the whole team goes out there. Um, so then, so this was cool. So I didn't realize that the contacts that we have over there are like they're famous they're Pakistan famous. So, so Rachel, who is not on the end, but uh, she's in the green, uh, closest to the middle. Her older brother is the man in the middle. He is the Joel Osteen of Pakistan. Now, I'm not talking. You may not like Joel Osteen. I don't care. I'm talking about how famous he is. Okay, like, and so he owns um, Isaac TV, which goes to 72 different countries, um, and it's it reaches the potential reaches over a billion people. And millions of people watch it. And so we were on the show called Winning Souls. And uh, it, it aired at 8 
in the morning, noon, and at five in the afternoon. And so we got to preach. I had no idea this was going to happen. We got to preach to literally tens of millions of people. Um, and I've, I've already gotten a few Facebook requests, and uh, we're just going to let those stay. <clears throat> so, um, but yeah, we got, so that's, that's all of us there. Uh, again, in the middle is, is the, the preacher, and then you see Rachel, and then John, and the, the lady that works on the show. Um, and so we, we, were, we were just so honored to be a part, you know, to be on, on TV like that and, and, and be able to preach the gospel. I got to see it. Um, uh, if we see it online, then we'll do it. But that's a screenshot of, of just of during the thing. I've got my cheese on. Um, Dylan is pulling a Yoda, you know, right there. He's used the force. Um, and then... I don't know what face that is right there. I, you know, I have more pictures of this. I didn't want to put them up. There's one where I'm doing the, the touch, you know. It looks like that. Another one I have my hands raised. I was just going for it, you know, and just, and just uh, you know. But so anyway, that was really cool. What an honor to be able to preach to, like, I'm still wrapping my head around that. So many people. We had a third outdoor meeting. Uh, here's the, the place there. You'll see here the men and the women are separated, which is very common. Usually you'll see women up close. If you've noticed a lot of women in the pictures, just because they're closest to the stage, the guys are in the back. Here it's left and right, so the guys were actually closer um, to us, and the women are on the side. I don't know if you can tell. It goes way back there. There were, again, several hundred people, um, and each one, I think it was 460 420 and 370-ish were the salvation counts of each one of these meetings. Altogether, these three outdoor meetings were around 1,200 first-time salvations. and It was really important to both John and I that they were first-timers. We really wanted people to, to see um, uh, you know, first times. Uh, we didn't just want to preach to existing Christians. Um, so right after we prayed the prayer of salvation, amen, the power goes out. And we're like, too late, Satan, I already got him. Uh, so, uh, Dylan gave a few words of knowledge for healing. Um, and you see later on, uh, he's down there praying for people, laying hands on people. Um, and so it was just an awesome opportunity. They, they, they whisked us in, whisked us out just for security reasons. And also if you pray for one people, you got a person, you got to pray for all of them. People were like handing their babies to us as we're leaving. And you just, you know, you, you just bless you, bless, you know, as you're going and the security's like, come on, let's go. And I'm like, yeah, but the baby. So, um. So that was that. Um, this is the crusade. So the final, the final tally of attendance at this crusade was over 79,000 people. What they did is they spent weeks and weeks um, blanketing uh, 500 different villages and telling them in the area. This is an unreached area. This is actually a, a dangerous area. They didn't tell me that until afterward, uh, which is good. Um, probably best, uh, but, but so this was, uh, and we'll, we'll get more video and stuff. You know, uh, there was like, they had like a drone, they had all sorts of stuff. And so they'll probably do a video and once we get it, we'll show it to you. But, um, yeah, almost 80,000 people in attendance. Um, just a few pictures here. So I, I did get dressed up now the coat is plaid. So, it, you know, it, it meets requirements and standards. Um, but I do have a little thing in your pocket. I don't think I've ever worn one of those. That's pretty awesome. Um, so it was cool, you know. Um, now, <laughs> so they just, they keep putting these flower lays. Some of them are fake, and then some of them are real. And then they put these hats on us, and I'm looking at Dylan like, what are we? And he's like, just go with it, man. So we just go with it. I don't, 
Hopefully I'm not like king over some area now. Um, I'm just hoping that that's not the case. Um, but <laughs> well, they, they took pictures and they were telling us to stand here and go here. And we were just like, okay. And so got that picture. Um, they said, put your hand. I wish I, I wish I hadn't put my, I was going to make this my profile picture. And it just seemed a little, I don't know, like, look at this. So I, I didn't use that one. I don't want to be misinterpreted. Um, I don't think I'm anything, you guys. Uh, you know, people, you're famous now. Well, yeah, sure. But, I mean, I don't, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, it's a really nice carpet, though. Um, so I preached. You guys, I preached. I, I just preached Jesus. Jesus is the clearest expression of the Father. He heals us, he delivers us, and he saves us. Um, and it was, it was tons of fun. People ask, were you nervous in front of that many people? Not at all. I wasn't. As a matter of fact, when I got on the stage, I'm going to try to say this without tearing up or anything like that. So, when I got on the stage, I heard, you know, I, I didn't know what to expect and didn't know. We had heard, John was hoping for 60,000 people. He thought that was a good number. It ended up being 80. And, and um, I got on stage, I heard the Holy Spirit so clearly. He said, You were made for this. And there was no fear, there was no worry, there was no concern. Just preach. I mean, you're either going to bomb, which that's not the best word to use. You're either going to not do a good job or you are. And it all depends on if the Lord's going to do it in you, right? I mean, who am I, right? So we preached and, uh, and preached and preached. And um, they had the big jumbotron set up. You can kind of see that in the background so the people in the back could see. Um, and um, called Dylan up. He helped me out with an example. We were talking about the kingdom of God is at hand and how the kingdom of God is, God has reached out his hand through Jesus and he's offering you an invitation. Many times we reach out with our other hand trying to do it our own way, right? Maybe using other religions, other gods, other ways. And, and he's over here and he's like, no, no, I'm over here. Jesus has, this is, this is the hand I've reached out with. And, and, and then I pull him up and they all started clapping because they got it. Like they understood it wasn't like one of those breaks, like one of those preaching breaks. Hey, hallelujah. hallelujah. Like they, they just like, like, I get that. I understand that. And um, the majority of them came to Christ. I'll share numbers in just a sec. Um, we prayed for healings. You know, there's no way to pray for people, you know, lay hands. So I said, put your hand on what hurts if you're, I mean, she either, I, we were praying for stuff, you know, all over in, in your body as well as peace and stuff like that. So you can see people, um, she's repenting at the, at the foot of the, the stage there. Just getting right with God. You see them all standing. At this point, uh, if they were standing, they received Jesus. Um, it's just really awesome. That just shows you kind of the scope of, of what was going on there. Um, we had testimonies. That little boy had a tumor disappear in his neck, just like that. His, his father brought him up and, um, and was given a testimony of that. Um, on the on the left, the little girl uh, was demon possessed. She heard voices constantly telling her what to do, and then she, when we prayed, she said she doesn't hear them anymore. They're gone. the The man on the right uh, was in an accident, couldn't put any weight on his foot, um, and so obviously you see they've got the the uh, walker up behind him. He got rid of the walker, and and uh, he was putting weight on the foot and and, and all that good stuff. It was awesome. Um, <clears throat> I don't know what that guy came up for it was the language it was hard you know um that's another picture from up high again you can kind of just see the scope of it all um 
pretty crazy stuff. It seems like a dream right now. God's doing something in Pakistan, y'all. I, I was praying. I was like, what is happening here? If you go to Wikipedia, Pakistan is 1.5% Christian. That's not true at all. Um, but what, I, what I was told over there is that it's anywhere from 10 to 15% Christian now. Just in the last several years, it's growing like wildfire. And I was asking the Lord, I was like, what is happening in Pakistan? And I heard him so clearly say, he said, I am reseeding the gospel here. It's been devoid of gospel for so long. Because, I mean, Pakistan's only re- existed fairly recently. I was split from India, and he said, I'm reseeding the gospel. It's being planted. And there were moments we were in a, a room full of pastors where it, they just looked like the 12 disciples sitting around talking. It was like the beginning. It was like the beginning again. Um, and God's just doing something amazing. We were able to minister to businessmen. Someone here, I think one of the elders said that I'd be able to minister to politicians, and I did. There was a member of parliament that showed up at one thing. There's actually two politicians, member of parliament, though specifically, I really got to give him specific words about his purpose. It was really awesome. God's doing incredible things. It's really, really amazing. Um, so the total salvations from the trip um, over 1,200 from the three outdoor meetings. And this is amazing, you guys, but of the 80,000 or so that were at the crusade, the total number of 71,538 salvations. Now, I know that's an unbelievable number, but, the, but, but what, what they do is we just now got the number. Like this morning got that number because the pastors go back and they know where someone was bussed in. They know the different villages where everyone came from and they go meet with them and they get confirmation. Was that a first time salvation or not? So these aren't inflated numbers. That's one thing I love about the ministry over there um, is, is that they're, they're, they're not trying to hype. They're not trying to do that. They're genuinely trying to get people saved. If, if you, so we, we, the church, through individual gifts, through matching gifts, um, we, we gave $25,000 towards the, doing this crusade. That was about 40% of the cost of the crusade. We didn't even pay for half of it as far as the cost and stuff. But our cost in it, you're looking at around 35 cents a soul. That's a good investment. It's a really good investment. 35 cents and someone goes to be with Jesus forever. Here's my question. Y'all know I like to end with a, uh, and I know this is different than normal, you know, but I like to end with a question all the time. And my question is, are you available Look, I, I didn't have plans for this. I don't know what the future holds with this. I don't know if I'll go back. I don't know if I'll go back a bunch. I don't know if the Lord will send us to other countries. I, I, do, I don't know. Don't know. I'm not going to get ahead of God. It, just following God works. So I'm not going to get ahead of him when following works. But my question to you is this. You guys, I, I am... I'm, I'm just a dude, I'm just an overweight preacher in southwest Georgia with a really, really pale complexion. And I'm overwhelmed at what the Lord used me to do. What about you? If the Lord said, go here, do that, would you do it? Would you talk yourself out of it? Would you be afraid? Would, would you hold on to your own safety? Would you hold on to your own things, your own bank account? What would you do? What are you willing to do? Are you available? You're able. You have giftings. He's given those to you. 
But are you available to use those giftings? Are you available to let the Lord exponentially increase what's in you for the sake of others? Let's stand for prayer real quick. If you will close your eyes, I want to challenge you right now. I want to challenge you to ask yourself, are you really available? Or have you kind of created guardrails around the ministry, the giving, the prayer that you're willing to do? Have you set comfortable boundaries? Or are you willing to go all in and say, you know what? I might not come back from this trip. I, I, might, I might give more than I expected. I, I might commit to pray more than I've ever committed to pray before. Are you available? Ask the Holy Spirit that question right now. Come on, be honest. How available are you? Can you be more available? Because it's not your ability that he cares about. It's your availability that he cares about. I want to lead you in a prayer where you commit to the Lord that you're going to go where he says to go. You're going to do what he says to do. And you're going to be a part of whatever he's asked you to be a part of. I did not foresee this ministry. Dylan and I kept saying, when we woke up January 1st of this year, we did not think we'd be in a Middle Eastern country preaching the gospel under a weight of penalty, under a big risk to ourselves. We did not see this coming. But yet here it is, and heaven is more populated, and hell has been raided. What about you? Let me lead you in this prayer. Just say this. Say, Father, I want to do what you've called me to do. I want to go where you've called me to go. I'm willing to be stretched. I'm willing to be led into a place and into circumstances where I don't always feel comfortable. Because my life with you is not about my comfort level. It's not about my ability. It's about my availability. So I make the commitment to you. To the best of my ability. And empowered by your grace. I will go where you say to go. I'll do what you say to do. Everything I have belongs to you. Let me be a part of your ministry in the earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Y'all give God praise. Thank you, Lord. Hey, once again, thanks for listening to the VFC podcast. If you live in the Thomasville area, we would love for you to connect with us in person. For more information about our weekly gatherings, including service times and directions, just visit us at vfcthomasville.org.